Welcome to this episode of the Limitation is Amarize podcast. On this episode, I have Anil Desai. Anil is an actor, a comedian, and an impressionist. On this podcast, we talk about how he got to where he is, where he actually is, so what movies he's been in, what TV shows are coming up for him. Uh, we actually go a bit deep on it as well because of lockdown, we start talking about human nature and how we can try to just improve ourselves and be better. And something that came up a lot was that Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you should try to make that situation better by you just being there. And I really love that idea. As well as that, he throws in some different characters. So some of my most favorite actors and people that I really look up to in the world appear on this podcast as well through him. So I know you're going to enjoy it because I love doing it and I will speak to you on the next podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Limitation is a Mirage podcast. On this episode, I have the amazing... I wasn't expecting him to move. I have the amazing Anil Desai. He is a comedian, an impressionist, a pop doll, just an all-round amazing guy. And I would just love to welcome him onto this podcast for everyone. Everyone will cheer and clap whenever like you pop into the shot. Uh, so, Anil, would you like to give us a little intro into who you are and what you're all about? Hi, I'm Anil Desai. I'm a, I'm a pop doll. I was born in uh, Australia, and uh, as a pop doll. And uh, geez, I'm really nervous. I've never, never done this live, because uh, uh, yeah, you know what? Because because you're not the real thing, buddy. Right? You can just come <laughs> over here. This guy. Hi, this is me. Uh, I thought this I was going to be a pop doll of me. I thought Hi, I was going to be able to hold a straight face the whole way through that, and I could not. <laughs> At well, all. you see, this is the, the every episode's going to be something you got to have a challenge, man. That's how we get better at things, right? So, yeah. uh, thanks so up. much. Hey, look at that! This challenge ain't big enough for two of us, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Batman and Superman. Like, uh, I'm like the Batman guy. Uh, um, definitely look like the Superman guy. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I was saying this to you earlier. This, I think, that's when you know you've made it in your industry. Whenever there's a doll of you. But, <laughs> like i think i think that's it so yeah for anyone that doesn't know you what would be the best way to describe you or what is it that you actually do day to day well in normal world i was day to day uh well i'm an actor comedian impressionist so uh day to day i'd be doing out doing gigs doing filming something or whatever and um impersonating being somebody else uh <laughs> is what i was doing which is kind of what an actor um, you're like an actor within an actor you're an actor but you're an actor who per impersonates other people like acting inception would that be that's basically acting what you and acting inception like you're acting is yes man that's a great that's it that's great acting i'm an i'm an inception actor what does that mean <laughs> that means i play actors within actors within actors and uh, do you know where you are? I have no idea. <laughs> um, but th that's right. It's it's. I I grew up watching film, so much film that I, I fell in love with the, that whole thing of film, the escapism, the entertainment, the just the the everything to do with film. Um, and I, and I just wanted to be an actor in films. And uh, living, being born in, in in London and growing up in the UK. In the in the uh, 80s and 90s, they didn't make that many films yeah. per year, maybe 12 films per year. And um, there was no way I was going to be cast in them because they just didn't make films with anyone uh, of my talent. 
Uh, <laughs> you thought I was going to say skin color, didn't you? I did a little, no. yeah. But... <laughs> no, <laughs> they, they, there was not many parts for me back then, man, and uh, they still aren't now. But uh, and then I started doing comedy, and I could I always did impressions as a kid, just to goof about as a party trick. But I, I ended up doing a show uh, in at the Edinburgh Fringe a few years back, uh, and I and one of the one of the sort of taglines was, uh, "I always wanted to be in the movies." But that never happened. But now I have all the movie stars in my own show. And I did a show where I played about 60 different movie stars that I interact right. with. And um, awesome. uh, yeah, so that's kind of like the actor inception thing, man. That cool. uh, Yeah, I, as, as an impressionist, I mostly impersonate uh, famous actors rather than just... I can do lots of others, but I... Because I, I love films and cartoon stuff. That's, yeah... And what was name. getting into impression was that something because you said you used to do it as a party trick so was that something that you didn't know was going to be a big thing in your life you just not at all man and and what it made me realize was that it's the thing that you could first do well that's going to be your thing that makes your life i think you know what i mean so yeah. you clearly were a weapons expert when you <laughs> yeah <laughs> looking just, at your yeah. background there <laughs> like this kid played with knives and then one day he grew up and goes, I'm that guy, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, you, you can see, like, I've got uh, different movie stuff and kind of pop culture stuff. And uh, this little guy was made, yeah. this guy was made uh, of uh, a, 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 someone from a comic book store came to see me. And he also made pop dolls. Uh, and he, he saw my, my gig in, in Australia. And then... Uh, I went to visit we did a podcast at his comic book store and then he he made me this man and i was like that's awesome. what that's so cool yeah and um that's where that comes from but yeah i um uh well whenever you started as impression so a question that i thought then i was party trick yeah it was a party trick man i did it to uh, i did it to uh to disarm the bullies uh i did it to uh entertain uh friends I did it to uh, uh, attract girls. I did it to uh, liven up the party. I did it to be, I'm the crazy guy that people go, that guy's crazy, or it just shakes things up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, in, in, a, in, an, in an atmosphere where you go, we need to shake things up. And I was that guy. And so often I'd be holding court in the kitchen or in a staircase or wherever in a house party. And people would be like, come and see this guy. You know? And I never did stand up. But I loved comedy, and 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 I never thought that when I did comedy, that I would do my impressions with my comedy, and that that would be the thing that changes my life and um, my profile and and uh, gives me what it's given me. You know, since I did that, it was so weird because I went, "Well, I should have started this when I was five. <laughs> you know, why did I wait until I was thirty? <laughs> What, what was it that what was the transitional did anything happen was there anything that kicked it off where you were like or did you just get the gig and think fuck i don't have my material no, i better come up with something I, I didn't get the gig that's the thing i was in a place where i kind of had lost everything or kind of nothing was working um uh the agent i had at the time had retired and stuff so i was without an agent um so many, I was in a long-term relationship that ended, you know, and uh, she moved country and, and whatever. And so lots of things happened to me 
um, my uh, my parents' business, which was our sort of our, our sort of lifeblood and all that, which I grew up and working in there, and they had a restaurant business and all of that. Everything, so they retired, that closed down, and everything had changed. There was a lot of different uh, adversity to deal with. And that's when I realized, and I'm not a guy who's going to go and get a nine to five job. I've tried it. It just, um, it's not me. Um, and I'm so grateful that I have <laughs> a life that, that, that I, I, I didn't have to go through that bit to, for too long. I, I tried it for long enough and I went, no, I, I'm, and, and anyone who goes out there and does that more power to you, man. Do you think doing comedy in front of people is hard? It, it's no going on a commute nine to five day in day out week in week out year after year yeah man i you, that you you know what I, you have my utmost respect because i cannot do that i am useless at that uh um anyway so i knew that i had to do something different um i wasn't getting the acting castings because i didn't have an agent uh the comedy gigs were a shit fight because everybody wants to get the gig uh and i and i started watching the sort of more of a circuit the veteran comics on the circuit guys who've been around a long time and they they had sort of signature sort of things they do or sort of trademark something that you, they did that you went that's the guy that does that nobody yeah. else could take it from them you know whether it was a routine or a, a clowning thing or whatever it was they just did something that if i thought about them that would be the thing i'd remember them by if i didn't remember anything else about them yeah. i'd always remember that bit like and so i wanted Harry. to create something with what I was doing, that would be something that only I could do and no one could take away from me. But if anyone thought of me, they goes, that's the guy that does that, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and so my friend suggested, he goes, why don't you do your impressions in your stand-up? And I went, well, who wants to see impressions? I don't like watching impressionists, you know? <laughs> and he said, well, you're very good at them. And uh, he goes, you should share them because, you know, when you have shared them at parties and stuff, people love it. I went, yeah, but this is a paying audience. You know, people at a party, that's one thing, you know. But, yeah. And he said, well, look, man, he goes, I reckon just, just give it a go. And I said, okay, I'll do it, but I don't want to do it in the way that other impressionists have done it. I wanted to do something different. So I, I was writing out all the impressions I could do. And, and I thought, well, let me see how many I can do and do well. Uh, and, and whilst I was writing this list out, and a notepad, there was a stack of playing cards on the desk. And I kind of kept looking up at the cards and, and was writing. And, and then I kind of got to, I got over 50 in the list. And I, and I knew there's 52 cards in a pack, right? And I went, well, wait a minute. If I can, if I can put these names on those cards <laughs> and then do a deck of cards, 52 impressions in, say, five minutes as my finale to my stand-up routine of do a 20 minute set you do 15 minutes of hey my name's anil da, da, da. Yeah, anil desai that's anil a-n-i-l anil desai like this eye or this eye that's how i told you to remember it you know and uh, a lot of people come up to me to go hey you got a porn star name and goes yeah it's anal desire and blah 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 and you know all of this stuff right so you and that's just the joke stuff right and then you go but i know what i'm going to give them at the finale i know that five minute bit i'm going to do at the end they can't see it coming because i'm not even tease yeah. them with an impression and then i drop that in at the finale because i'm gonna leave you with this and then i do that and they go and i was getting 
standing ovations everywhere. People went, they'd never seen anything like that. They'd never seen a guy, they'd seen people do impressions. They'd never seen a guy do 52 really good impressions back to back within five minutes. It's about one every six seconds, right? Yeah. Just, you know, and, uh, and they, they time, they'd time it, the audience would time it. So they'd get involved in the excitement of it. Is he going to make it? Is he going to do it? You know, <laughs> and the MC's calling out the cards, boom, and they'd shuffle them. So I didn't know the order. So it wasn't rigged, you know, so it was a whole thing. And I, uh, and that, that changed everything that when I did that live, uh, and it was filmed and uh, up in the Edinburgh Fringe, and they they uh, went up on uh, on the on the company's YouTube uh, channel, which is a massive corporate company, um, and I got over two hundred thousand hits in a month, uh, and I'd never had anything online, anything, and I didn't know, and people from around the world were watching it, but then the phone started ringing, and promoters had seen me that year, and bookers had seen me that year, and uh, and and I started getting invited. Are you the guy that getting calls from Singapore? Are you the guy that does that 52 impressions in two minutes thing? Yeah, it's actually in five minutes, but hey, that's still <laughs> impressive. Can you come to Singapore to do that? What, just for five minutes? No, no, no. You do like a whole hour. An hour? I've only got 20 minutes, right? <laughs> but then I realized that just, they wanted me to do a, a show. And they were like, this guy's the guy that does that. So then I turned that 55 minutes into a 55-minute thing with the with that many impressions interacting and wrote more jokes per impression so then they'd be on stage for you know uh two minutes three minutes six minutes ten minutes four or five of them at the same time interacting but that changed everything and, and i and again i i did it true to my own self my own creative integrity and my own sort of vision of how i wanted to do impressions if i wanted to be an impressionist i didn't want to be a copycat of all the other guys that came before some of them were great and some of them were just really hacky man but uh yeah. I, I didn't enjoy watching a lot of them live um and i just knew i wanted to do something different but and the way i made it different was because i i trained as an actor and I had an acting coach and i came up from doing theater and so i was good with stage space and all of that and, and then muscle memory and expressions and emotions and and you know kind of finding little nuances as a demonstration i'll just give you a little run of a awesome, few back to back so you see um you know like chris walken has this thing where he talks in a way where punctuation goes out the window and he gets a little high when he talks he gets low when he gets angry takes his time you don't know what he's gonna say unlike my friend bob who doesn't say much at all you know what that's He's not wrong. He's not wrong. You know, I, what I got to say? Liam, you know, you know me. I don't know you. What, what, what do you want me? Al, you want to do this? Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll talk for Bob. Bob, uh, very monosyllabic. Not a guy with words. Not a great date. Hey, that's not true. I'm a great date. Are you? Are you a great date? I'm a great date. Says who? You've been single for 10 years. Ooh. Why are you busting my balls? Why are you busting my balls? You guys, guys, come on, relax. We're on a podcast show. So that's a little uh, demonstration of thanks. <laughs> of, uh, you know, so the little sort of gestures, the quirks, yeah. the nuances, the, the expressions, the physicality. I could do that because I come from an acting background and also of just absorbing and observing these guys for 
years since my childhood, man, watching movies. And, and before we had all the amount of content we have now to watch from the yeah. YouTube channels and Amazon and Netflix and all that, we used to have four TV channels and a VHS player and, a, and one video store in the town. And, and you'd, so you'd basically just watch your one video as many times as you could before you had to take it back, right? You know, or you'd, you'd video something off the TV like a movie and then you just repeat, watch that because you didn't have many videos and there wasn't much else to watch. So I watched things repeatedly for a long time when I was younger and just took it all in. And then one day I was like, I can do De Niro, I can do Pacino, I can do... Yeah. And they just, and they all, they were all in me and they all came out of me and then I put them all in my show and they helped me change my life. So weird, right? The physicality is a massive, makes a massive difference. Like I've performed for years as well and been around different comedy clubs and comedians and I've seen impressionists who do impressions standing. Just yeah. nothing changes. And then just their voice. Yeah. They're just yeah. working from here. Yeah. Whereas like when you turn into the character, you turn into the character. So yeah. that wee monologue, you did give me two questions. One question is, can you do the Christopher Walken Irish accent? <laughs> <laughs> this is very topical, man. Yeah. This is recent. He's done this film. What's it called? The, the, I have, the, don't know. It's about uh, two some Irish of... film that's come out. And Christopher Walken, he's doing an Irish accent. You know, let me, I gotta, let me try it, you know, because he's got this thing. He talks in a way, I'll be the ghost of your father. Man, like, what are you talking about? Could you believe it? I don't know. I'm, I'm, now I'm doing Walken's gestures with an Irish accent. Yeah. He's trying to get Walken's accent and then putting a terrible Irish accent on it. Oh, it was terrible. Like, if you saw the yeah. trailer, I think everybody in yeah. Ireland saw it. Right? Yeah. Everyone's yeah. been up in arms about it. To the point just... where they put it on the news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are some guys made this film that's coming out right but don't be fooled boy none of these people are actually irish i mean come on man what are the one time, of them's northern irish uh huh one of them's from northern ireland one of them's from right. about an hour and a half up the road from where it's filmed and and his accent still sounds terrible right, uh, right. <laughs> but, like it was just so I, bad it's one of those ones when you hear the bad accent from one actor who's a who's a, who's a name Everyone yeah. else's accent then falls down, even if they're from the place. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins was a classic one, you know. And then you go, well, anyone else that's doing an English accent is now going to sound like they're not, you know, they're going, why has everyone yeah. got a terrible English accent? Well, Dick, Dick spoiled it for everybody. <laughs> I love this accent, <laughs> though, to be fair. As an Irish person, I was like, that's, that's how I want my English people to sound. I right. want them, Mary Poppins. I want that. Everyone to In the same way that the rest of the world goes, oh, we went by Irish to sound ah. like diddly diddly do. You know, that, that, uh, <laughs> we all want the Mexican to sound like these, but they don't all sound like these. You know, that was, that's, that's the stereotypes that we have, yeah. that there's some parties in the world that are trying to get rid of these stereotypes. And I'm going, <laughs> but we need those, man. Yeah, because that's, that's what you expect. That's you your expect baseline. That. Yeah. That's your baseline, and we evolve from that. If you dis if you dis dissolve that, if you get rid of that, what's where do you, where do you reference? How do you reference a, a, yeah. a, a culture? You know, uh, from the and my flag, second, the food. You know, like my yeah. second question of your monologue was: Can anyone do a decent Robert De Niro without the face? 
Oh wow! Okay, that's a good one. That's a good question. Like, um, I've, I've no, I'm not it. sure. I'm not sure they can. I think maybe. You know what? I think very few people can do that. <laughs> you, you can see it creeping you, in as you. <laughs> I know it's creeping in because it's part of it's muscle memory, man. Yeah. And it's and I, and certain impressions that I do. The face has to uh, become that person. To, for the voice to 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 simulate to to come out yeah right so i i i i did it once where i was doing Sim, homer simpson so i was doing like homer simpson but then the next impression that they called out was de niro but i was still homer simpson but then i started talking like are you talking to me Woo! wait a minute i got the wrong face on are you talking to me <laughs> well, if I was doing Robert De Niro, I'd be Homer Simpson's voice. Hey, what's going on? I'm watching you. I'm watching you. And it gets really weird. And then it becomes funny. Yeah. And in that moment, I found that as uh, I found a funny, you know, and from the magic of that thing yeah. that I was doing just by accident. And so now I can use that. And I started using that in my, in my shows as well to play on where I go. That's normal. That's normal. That, but if, what if we have like a body swap, you know, or, or, yeah. or, a, or a voice swap? Uh, in the wrong body and and then get out of it as well and get back to what they're supposed to be you know and that was tricky but i did it i got i got a big round of applause on that so. i love i've watched um a couple of your videos where you're doing <laughs> the different impressions and people are reading the card yeah one of the things i love as a performer is when you have to say to them to read the next one because you know they're just so sucked into what you're doing right. that they forgot their job they're like and then you're like I, just ju jump in any moment and they're like oh for well, i yeah yeah especially if it's against the clock you yeah. know because then you go you're, you're killing my time but just by mes being mesmerized <laughs> you're not allowed to be mesmerized you can't enjoy the show that's the audience yeah. you're the guy that's going that 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 right so I, i'll get next 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 i gotta yeah um that was uh <laughs> yeah there were some nights man i was going come on man <laughs> but, but um, what i love is you stay in character whatever character you are at that moment you, yeah because like, i don't know who's next so i yeah. i can't if i transition to becoming anil being myself before they call the next thing i've wasted seconds man yeah you know, i'm trying to beat the clock here so so it's easier to morph from richard dreyfus you know like here's the oh my god it's i'm so goddamn frustrated all the time <laughs> and then jeff goldblum oh well well here here's the thing now uh uh rich uh just if you try and uh uh, uh breathe that that might that might help right there, but I don't know who's coming next. And you say Jack Nicholson, and well, I'll, well, I'll be damned. Well, isn't this quite the night? You know what I mean? And I, uh, but if I go from uh, uh, Jeff to uh, being me and Neil and going, give me the next one, and he goes Jack Nicholson, then I got to become Jack. So I've already yeah. yeah, and also for the audience, they start seeing flashes of me appearing, which mm -hmm. kind of breaks the illusion. And that bombardment that I was giving them of seeing Kermit the Frog, Nelson Mandela, uh, Robert De Niro, Matthew McConaughey, Morgan Freeman, Al Pacino, Jim Carrey, Austin Powers, Captain Jack Sparrow, and just they were like, what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if I got in between them, that would break that uh, thing that I was, yeah. you know. It's going to yeah. break the cycle and the illusion of, because like. It's like when, when you. Go on, sorry. I was just going to say, what, like we were talking about the facial, when you do the character. Like, I, I know you, and, and I've seen you in real life do it. You turn into the yeah. person, and you're like, so if you did that in between where you were back to who you are, it would ruin that for me, I would imagine. I would be going, right. 
but whereas yeah. whenever you do even when you've done a couple on the podcast now you're like yeah you change into the people so yeah yeah it's like when you watch uh like the fireworks display and you go hey it's the big fireworks display and then they go pop up 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 and then there's a break before the yeah. next sequence of fireworks and then you go oh. what you want <laughs> is 20 minutes of pop up pop up pop up pop, and then it's done yeah you don't want to go la hey that's great Oh, there's none. Yeah. Oh, there's one. Oh, you know, you don't want that. You just want to go, oh, wow, what? Oh, my God. Wow, oh, this is amazing. Oh. And then it's euphoric and you're elated and you're just like, you're high at the end of it. You're buzzing, you know? You're buzzing. Everyone's buzzing. Yeah. You know? Natural, man. Just, uh, yeah, create the magic, you know? Have you so, always had this energy? Like you're, you're you're very animated when you talk about things and you get going. Is that something that's always been there in you, or have you had to work on that as well? No, I only do that on podcasts, man. I'm normally very quiet and still. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I that's not nothing. I worked on that was I was a really shy kid. Uh, uh in my school day, say really shy. Yeah, I was shy. Uh, and and then. I don't know. I think breakdance happened. Uh, we had hip hop music arrived in the eighties, and I got into that with a few friends. Can you break dance? And, Is that what you just are telling us now? Yeah, and I got into that. We had a crew and everything, right? And cool. um, and uh, we could do all of the you know the body popping and stuff and right. And it was just, but that really came dancing came out of me like it was i broke my shell there man and i love dancing it was the freest thing it still is dancing is the freest thing you can do in your life man and it costs nothing and 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 don't give a shit what anyone anyone thinks just feel the music and yeah. your own beat and rhythm and just go do whatever you want to make shapes do a routine do the things you've seen do whatever you feel man and when you do it and you commit to it it's just you there's a total freedom and abandon there, man. And it's great. And, and, yeah. and I, and I did that with these kids I was growing up with. And then, uh, and that kind of took me out of my shell. Um, and then I could also do impressions in those kind of the class clown guy. Uh, but then something, I, I think I used to wear glasses and then I, and I, and I met a director who said, do you always have to wear your glasses? And I said, well, if I want to see where I'm going and not fall off the stage, you know, especially when they have a blackout and the scene change and you, yeah. you know, you go, nah, I need to know where I'm going. He said, he goes, well, that's a shame. I said, why? He said, well, because if you're doing a classic piece like Shakespeare or something, he says, you know, your glasses yeah. are a bit modern for that. I went, yeah, I never thought of that. He said, why don't you get contact lenses? I went, I don't know. He said, what, well, have you tried them? I said, no. So I tried them and uh, that, that opened me up face you know like so i was like yeah. behind the glasses suddenly this kid came out and Superman, all the girls were like hey who, who's that guy yeah very clark kent and then um and then i honed my superpowers until i was ready to uh share them with the world you know and the world uh uh gave 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 me back a lot of you know life whenever you talk about acting then is it what what have you been what did you be in that people would have heard of? There's a few different shows that you started Jeez, out in. That... First, the, my first TV acting break was in. I was the I was the main guest 
featured character uh, when in, in an episode of The Bill, uh, the cop show back, uh, back in the 90s. That was my first TV break. And that was great, man. It was a good bit of drama. I went on to do another couple of episodes of The Bill a few years later. From that, I played a lead character in a, in a guesting in an episode of Doctors. Um, I played uh, support characters in a various comedy uh, shows from uh, with Stephen Tomkinson and Mr. Charity to uh, Barbara um, with, uh, I forgot who played Barbara. Um, and then I, I, then I got a break in, uh, in Goodness Gracious Me. I did that uh, comedy series for BBC um which won heaps of awards yeah it was great and that was my first time working on a comedy series and on a series uh with with a group that were uh been around longer than me more experienced so they were they were the guys they were the they were the they were the new hot thing and i was the up-and-coming kid working with the new hot thing so they're really protective of their thing because it's theirs right and they, they want to yeah. get their break and get their get their you know moment and i'm there coming up the ranks but they they got me on because they needed another guy to kind of be the sort of foil and stuff and i was like it's, it's a gig man I'll, I'll do it and, and it was a great <laughs> it was a great break and um and i learned a lot from working on that show because then after that show was over i created my own sketch group with two other guys about cool. the kind of sketches in the comedy that i wanted to create I've, having worked on that show, I was like, I, I like some of it, but it was very cultural specific. It was yeah. kind of like an Indian version of the fast show, um, is, is, is the best way to describe it. But I, I want, I'm, you know, coming from the sort of pop culture interest and in, in, in growing up in the 80s and, you know, comic books and movies and all of that. And I wanted to, you know, and using impressions, uh, create a sketch group where three guys doing impressions could create this stuff and, you know, do like movie spoofs and, and, and all of that stuff. And uh, we went off to Edinburgh and did five pretty successful years up there with our sketch group. Um, and then I uh, went solo and then I became Anil Desai and did my own shows. Uh, so I debuted my first solo show in 2009 in Edinburgh, which was the what one was with called? the 52 cards, the stand-up chameleon. The stand-up chameleon, and then and along the way, I did other, I'd done like TV films and other sort of uh, things, and I've done a lot of theatre. I did heaps of theatre, man. I've done, I think I did a play every year for about twenty years, man. At least one play a year, you know, from when I started uh, back in '93. Yeah, so but I was like seventeen, eighteen or something. I dropped out of school to do this, man. So I'm glad it's working out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of my parents, they were like, all right, we'll come and watch you, but get a real job. I'm going, no, but that's the thing. This is the job. And my mom's like, yeah, but you know, you really should have been a doctor or a lawyer. I went, mom, I'm an actor. I could be an astronaut, a doctor, a lawyer, a fireman, a police chief. I could be anything, mom, you know, you know. She goes, yeah. How about a, how about you be a guy that gets a real job? <laughs> yeah. You got it. Must happen to everyone that parents. I know they're just worried yeah. about this, but whenever, you, like, when I said I was going to be a martial arts instructor, they're like, "All right, what else? What else? What are you gonna? How are you gonna live though?" And you're yeah, like, yeah. That's how I'm going to. That's my plan. Then how my are plan, you going to live? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's gen generally the way it goes. Then my plans all changed. I was in two plays in my life. 
One, yeah. I was... <clears throat> what was that? I was a West Side Story. I was mm. some guy in West Side Story. I was the Who guy... Who I have no idea. Were you one I of was... the Jets or the Sharks? You must have been a Jet. I was tanned, so whatever. I had to the wear Sharks. Tan. You were one of the Sharks, sharks man. Shark. The yeah. Latinos, the Puerto Ricans. Yeah. I love that. That, that. The film of West Side Story is still one of my favorites to this day. It's just amazing. Well, the choreography, the score, the everything. And, and I've seen it live on stage as well. I have friends in it. It's great, man. Sorry, the bloody fan heat has just gone. Um, the, um, yeah, that's, that, that, I would, I always dreamt of being in West Side Story and I was never in it. And I just love it, man. I, it really is something special. I stumbled into it. I'd taken, my, my sister was applying to, or auditioning for it and I was there. Right. And, uh, one of the casting people Classic were like, story, man. Are you just auditioning? Just to be there. Hey, your sister's all right, but what do you do? Me? Yeah. Oh, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Come here. Was you it, look good. <laughs> it was actually funny because I got my letter before my sister saying I was. Oh I got no! The I, was, I was like, uh oh. Don't tell her. Don't tell her. But even on the first day, they they were like, everybody's obviously watched West Side Story, and and they went to talk about it, and I was like, yeah. No. Same as the first time I did extra work was on the fall, and they were like, obviously everybody yeah. knows the story, and I was like. I yeah. No, what you're talking yeah. about at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I went up for a casting, uh, for it was one of those. It was for, it was for uh, Uber, Uber Eats or something, and it was sponsoring um, uh, Love Island, and uh, and and a, and a a girl went in before me, and she came out, and uh, and I said, "How'd it go?" And she goes, "I think I screwed it up." I said, "Why?" She goes. Well, I've never, I don't know who the people in the script are. She goes, I've never seen Love Island. I went, did you just tell the cast of her that? She went, yeah. I went, oh. <laughs> so then this girl's leaving, and I was going, and the cast of her comes out. She goes, so before anybody else comes in, can I just check that you've all seen Love Island? Because if you haven't, I'm not going to see you. There's no point because you don't know who the characters in the script are if you've not seen yeah. it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I've seen it. I'd watched, I'd only watched two minutes of the trailer on the way to the casting. Because yeah. I'm like, you know, when you've got a job and you don't know what the product is or the thing is, just do a bit of research, man. Just get go, okay, that's yeah. that. I, I get it. You know what I mean? So you've got to know something before you get into the thing. Otherwise, you could be in deep water or not even get seen, man. You know? Yeah. Well, I would so, have done that. Even luckily, then. I got that job because <laughs> I'd seen Love Island. <laughs> you should go on Love Island. That, that'd be next. You huh? could get on. You could get on Love Island. That could be your next. No, never. I hate reality TV shows like that, man. I, I, it's I think they they fuel the stupidity <clears throat> in in uh, in uh, in in society. You know, if those shows were gotten rid of, and you replaced those shows with uh, shows that were about evolving, developing the human uh, psyche, your your mind, your inner self, doing shadow work, doing you know, uh, looking at all of these uh, deeper, more philosophical ideas. And those were turned into reality shows. People would suddenly start watching them anyway because that's what's on. Yeah. And then they'll get into it, and then they'll learn stuff, and then they'll get better at being human and better at being themselves, you know. But when you start continue feeding them stuff like uh, Big Brother and uh, Housewives of Manchester or whatever the hell, man, you know what I mean? Like, it's just what the hell are you? What is this, man? 
Why? Yeah. Uh, what, people go, oh, but it's great. It's just, it's just, it's just uh, like you know, no brain TV. Yeah, yours, the no brain is your bit. You have no brain that you are sat there with your microwave meal watching this shit, you know. And it's like fucking, it's this television, man. It's so powerful. Yeah. And you can sit there and watch it and get in a trance that you don't even know you're in and lose an entire weekend. And you go, well, I just binge watch now consciously. If you're binge watching something like I don't know Breaking Bad or uh, Game of Thrones or something, you're consciously doing that because you're interested in that thing you're watching and you want to get into it and you know. Yeah. But sometimes, man, ah, it's another Food Network show. It's another, you know, bloody reality show about something, you know, The Bachelor or whatever. I don't know. What, I don't know what these shows are, but people they they exist because people watch them. You know, yeah. Jersey Shore, Guernsey, whatever was it. Uh, Geordie Shore. I don't know what the hell, man. You know, the only way is Essex. And these people become celebrities. And then they take acting jobs in commercials. They take acting jobs in films. They get presenting jobs on TV and radio. And you go, but this was just a regular contestant that was yeah. in a damn game, uh, stupid reality show that you've now made into a massive superstar celebrity. And they have no talent. So yeah. they even have to learn a skill or have or have charisma like ryland was such a character that he there was no way that anything was going to stop him being who he is you know what i mean yeah he was just that guy and he got better at being that guy and now he presents on radio he's got his own tv show he's in adverts and stuff but he's got that personality that's he's attractive it's funny he's, he's you know he can be aloof he can be quirky He's nice, you know, and all of that. So I don't know what his talent is, but he's good at being him. Yeah. He's good as a personality, you know what I mean? And that's what they're buying, you know? But then there's guys like me, uh, where you, 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 you train in something specific and you don't get the job because some guy from a reality show who got famous for building a house got the job. And now he's a martial arts instructor that's acting in a movie with Denzel Washington. And you go, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, how is that guy the guy? Like I'm you, you know what I mean? Like why yeah. aren't you doing it or me doing it, you know? And that remember, that's the bit that I remember really pisses up. me off. <laughs> like when we grew up watching TV, you're always told like like you believed anybody could make it, but it meant that you had to work hard and learn skills and, and put in yeah. your time and do gel diligence. And now it's like anybody can make it if you can get on if you can get on a show and just be a fucking yeah cretin yeah people yeah. go you can go on a show be a complete arsehole and yeah. you'll get you'll get a job and a career in tv and you go what but the guy was an arsehole he goes yeah but people like watching an arsehole don't they just give him loads of money you know it's like okay fine great do that you know it's um here's the thing though it's not only about learning a skill or uh training in a specific thing you got to know that right mm -hmm. what it also comes down to is uh attitude right because if you go on stage and you don't have an attitude or if you go into a meeting to get something uh if you try and uh pick up uh, a girl or a guy in a, in a in a party that you meet or whatever and you don't have an attitude right yeah it's not gonna happen they're gonna be like oh well she was interesting we were like, well, she was nothing, flatline, yeah. right? 
So you've got to have an attitude. And whether it's the attitude of being, I'm the cool guy, I'm the funny guy, I'm the quirky guy, I'm the a little bit kind of hyper guy, I'm the kind of laid back guy, whatever it is, have an attitude, man. Have that and go in with that and be the person that's that. Don't be the... Don't ever be needy and desperate for having that person say yes to you asking them out or for them to give you the offer of the job at the interview or for, you know what I mean? Don't, if you, as soon as you're needy and desperate, the other side can smell it yeah. because they're human as well, right? It's an instinct thing. And they go, okay, this person's coming really needy and that's a turn off like that. So yeah. just go, and, and the reason you're needy is because you don't have an attitude, right? Yeah. See, because if you have an attitude, what do you need for? Well, I don't need anything. I'll just have this. You go in with this attitude, you adopt that. Even if you have to fake the attitude, it's better than being needy and desperate and, and, and giving off that scent, right? So go in with an attitude and apply some confidence. If you can find charisma, there's a shop you can buy charisma from, right? <laughs> and confidence from. I'm not going to tell you which shop, but it's out there. And you get it and you get these things and you don't take any of it too seriously, right? So you lighten yeah. up as well. You know, like enjoy it. Enjoy that. Hey, you know what? I'm about to go to this job interview and I don't know if I'm going to get it. I'd like it, but if I don't get it, whatever, man. I wasn't supposed to do it. I was supposed to do something else with my time. Whatever. I'll find something else. You know, I really want it. I really need it. Do you, though? Do you? I've got a friend who's got a 50-inch TV, flat screen, 3D, HD, 4D, 4K, whatever the hell, man. And it's great. He said, come over. Watch my TV. And I said, okay. So a couple of months go by. And I was away, so when I get back, so I get back and he goes, hey, man, you didn't come see my 50-inch TV. I went, ah, I've seen a TV before. He goes, no, 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 don't worry about it. I got a new one. I said, what did you get? He goes, I got the 60-inch. I went, what was wrong with the 50-inch? He goes, it wasn't 60 inches, was it? I went, what? But it's still the same TV with the 4K Ultra and the H. I went, he goes, yeah, but it's 60 inches. I went, how much do you need that? You don't, yeah. You've just been made redundant, and you went and bought a 60-inch TV? I said, what did you do with the 50-inch one? He goes, I put it in my bedroom. I went, this, that's the size of your bed. <laughs> like, you've got your bed and you've got a TV. He goes, that's why I stuck it on the scene. But my point is, people will think or believe that they need something when they don't need it. Yeah. But they really want it because they have no other options around them in their field of vision. They can't see anything else. I just, this, I really, like when you want these kids that they they torture and humiliate on things like American, uh, uh, the, the Britain's Got Talent and, and, uh, and uh, what's the, these shows like X Factor and stuff, where they go, oh, it was my only dream that I had and, and I can't believe that I'm not going through. I'm so upset. And you go, what are you talking about? You're fucking 16 years old, right? Yeah. You're 25 years old. What do you mean that's the only, you didn't put all your eggs in the X Factor basket since day one, right? You put them in that basket since three months ago. And you've gone through the trials and you've gotten rejected. Get over it, man. There's other options, you know? Yeah. What are you doing, man? You know what I mean? This is so, so, so these reality shows really stupefy people, man. It really, it's, it's yeah. bad. It's bad for our health. It's bad for our mental health and it's bad for our, our movement forward and our evolving and our development and, our, and all of that. People go, yeah, but you know, don't take it seriously. Yeah, but you've lost fucking weeks watching that shit, man. Yeah. And then you'll argue about someone with it at work about that rather than your own real life. You know what I mean? This is why I don't watch soaps. 
You know, because yeah. in soaps, what do you hear? Wah, wah, wah. Well, I, well, I thought that you said that, Kathy. Yeah, when I said that, you thought that. Oh, would you guys all stop talking about? I don't know what you're going on about. Yeah, well, the problem is, right, is that you come around here and you don't say what you mean. Well, I said exactly what I mean. What the hell am I watching? I'm watching people having domestic back-to-back, right? When I go, haven't I got enough shit in my life to deal with? I've got to watch other people having fucking bullshit going on. Did you know you what I mean? Throw... And then religiously watch that? I'm Did like, you just I'm throw Dot Cotton into thing. the middle of a rant? Huh? Did you just throw Dot Cotton into the middle of a rant? <laughs> you saw that! <laughs> oh, what you do, Marnica? He's been a good boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. High five, man. High five. You caught my Dot Cotton. That was a, that was a little flash of Dot Cotton jumping in there. <laughs> oh, where's me little Willie? <laughs> kind of, yeah, you got it. Well, see, yeah. I, know, I get passionate, man. Like... I'm, very, I'm very chilled, you know that, man. I'm a chilled, yeah. animated guy, but I do get passionate about stuff that I have issue with because I think the world's not going to change, right? We're not going to get better, right, any, any of this living stuff until we change the things that we uh, are being given, fed, or distracted by. You know yeah. what I mean? When you, when you get rid of those things, then they don't exist anymore. And when they don't exist, your mind doesn't go into that place. And you, you don't go to that place. So your time and your energy and your thought doesn't go to that place. So yeah. it's like my friend always says, he says, if you want to avoid a situation that can possibly happen, let's say you go, you've been invited to a dinner party, but you know someone's going to be there that you don't get on with. Now, we don't know what's going to happen. But to avoid anything happening in a negative way, don't go to the party. So you extract yourself from the actual environment that the thing can happen in, right? Yeah. And not by not being there, you know, unless you are powerful enough to be in that environment and tra transform it mm -hmm. into a positive, yeah. which not everybody is, you know what I mean? So, so the way to um, avoid uh, these mind numbing distractions is to just go like the news, man, the fucking news. I, I was... The news was on bombarding us constantly. Pandemic, virus, COVID, masks, da-da-da-da-da. And I just went, what is going on? And my mind started going into every single thing that I heard was like fear-mongering, right? I was like, yeah. oh my God, paranoia, insecurity, anxiety. And I spoke to a couple of friends, one in Australia and one in Germany and one in New York, and, and we all agreed, sw switch off the news. And we switched off the news around early June and I haven't watched it since. And my life has been more connected. I've been healthier mentally. I've been better. I've been creative again. I've been living. I've been moving forward. I've been, you know, enjoying my, my time. You know, if, even if we're in lockdown and stuff, man, it's been, I've been able to deal with it because I don't have this, harbinger of doom just constantly just bombarding me with yeah. negative this is how shit the world is you're all good you know what i mean like <coughs> he said and then he coughs at the end of that well <laughs> <laughs> whenever you're saying you've been more creative is there anything what have you been working on lately i know you do a bit of stuff for amazon tv and whatever so well we did um well i'm working with a with a great producer at the moment um and he's one of these great guys who is multi-skilled in his um, in his arts of filmmaking, so he can direct and 
you know, shoot and, and edit and everything as well as and, and compose soundtracks and stuff. And we shot a pilot for um, uh, an idea uh, of uh, one of my impressions sort of sketches. But we shot like a, an episode of that and um, we really like it. And uh, we're going to, we're developing a series, um, oh. which we're going to uh, uh, put up on, uh, he's going to put up on Amazon because he's now, um, he's got three shorts on Amazon and uh, we just did a feature as well. So I did a short film, um, which is called The List, and that's up on Amazon now since uh, last month. And the feature is called Once Upon a Time in York Street, um, and that's about a production casting studio uh, in York Street in London, where uh, a lot of the sort of auditions happen and meetings happen and, you know, film deals and pitches, film pitches and stuff, and it's all... It's a feature film, and that's just gone up on Amazon last two weeks ago or something. Um, oh. So that's, yeah, so those two are up there. Uh, you can, anyone following or want to see my work can see me in those two things. Um, my I'll own link, YouTube channel, I'm just stuff below. filming content and stuff, so I'm putting, I'm kind of, I, I want to have enough stuff that I've, once I put the channel up, then I, you go, okay, you can watch these things. Whereas if I put them up, if I put the channel up now, there's a few things and then there's a lot of stuff that has been online already from other events and things that I've done, but I'm um, just creating my own content um, in the meantime. And then, uh, yeah, man, just writing, I'm kind of focusing more on online stuff and film stuff because of the situation in the world and uh, I can't do the live gigs anymore and travel so much. So I'm just kind of going, okay, well, let's, you know, make an online series write my film scripts and then we can go out and shoot the films um, and edit those even, you know, so um, yeah, it's kind of, and, and that, and that film is kind of my first love. So it's kind of getting back to, and being an actor, you know, and going, right, what characters haven't I played that I want to play yeah. before I, before, you know, life is over for me. You know what I mean? You go, well, that'd be good. That'd be good. And you just write, you can write, I can write my own characters into something, you know, um, or work with people that know me that, Right character that I go, yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> and then my agent, I've got an agent as well, and she's fantastic. She's working hard, man. You know, uh, big shout out to my agent, <laughs> Alice, and Chloe, and they they're doing fantastic, man. Getting me, um, getting me seen a lot for a lot of things that are happening out there. Um, so that's keeping me busy, as well. Right. Um, I was considering learning a new language, and I'll pick up my guitar again and carry on learning that. And, you know, you're never too old to do anything. That's what I realized, yeah. man. You can it's, just go, you can, you know, learn stuff if you're 75. So what age, what's age got to do with learning something? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. When I, I have mean, a Tai Chi class. a reason, like. My, my week Tai Chi class, I always ask them, if they didn't what? know what age they were, what age would they be? Who's sorry? In and, I, my week Tai Chi class, they all are like oh, yeah. 70 and above. So I would have always said to them like, if you didn't know what age you were, what age would you be? Like age is, to me, it's just a number. Right, like, right, 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 right. Well, I'm I'm 78, right. but I feel like I'm 62. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, well, I've seen some kids who look, you know, they're, they're probably like 18 or 19, but they look like they're 40, you know. Yeah. And uh, you see some kids like that, man. You go, wow, you guys had it rough, you know. <laughs> and then uh, they just, or some, some people are just born with an old face, aren't they? Where, right. And other people are born with a really young face, and you go, 
what are you like 30 and they goes no i'm 19 you go how are you 90 <laughs> like, <laughs> um yeah like i when i got to 38 i was like i'm staying here that's it now, i found my age i found the age that i'm like happy staying at so i've, I've been at 38 now for i don't know i don't know how long it's been actually but i'm, I'm 38 so. Like, I was 21 for a long time, but then I went bald at 21. So I was like, I'm fucking, oh. that's it. I'm staying here. I can't age anymore. I'm already bald. That's enough. I'm going to stay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I have hair, but I'm also losing it. So, you know, it's, it's uh, immortalized forever age. in your pop doll though. Huh? Your hair is immortalized forever in that pop doll. <laughs> Well, back in the 90s, man, during those grunge years, they used to have long hair, man. That's where bandanas and... What the hell were we up to? <laughs> Jumping in a mosh pit to throw other people around. You okay? Yeah. You feeling good? Yeah, yeah, I feel great. You're psyched up to rage against the machine? Yeah. And then you get to 38 or however young you are, and then you go, what's happening in the world? You go, well, they're still playing rage against the machine on the on the radio there what are we doing why well because there's still a politic that we're fighting against you know there's a system that we're angsty about and you know <laughs> there's uh that's that's ongoing there's some things that are just set where you go you, no one's going to change it right yeah you know what i mean like people are like vote labor you're like really like vote consider well, who gives a shit man no one's going to be happy about anyone in yeah. the helm of the sh of, of the ship leading this country into tomorrow unless these parties like totally dissolve and you just go right who wants to run the country for the betterment of the people tomorrow and the next day and the next year yeah right and you go yeah i'll do that and you go okay come on what party you belong what party what, what it's nothing to do with a party who cares what your party politics is that spend again that's like reality tv now it wastes so much of our time getting yeah. into it you just go hey listen man when you guys transcend this idea that your your faction's better than that faction, which is it's all nonsense, yeah. you transcend that and get to a state of going, okay, I live on the planet in this country with these people. How do I want to make it better? And let's find a group of people that I can get together with uh, that also have ideas and we can make it better. And let's just make it better, right? And you go, well, look, we're not going to get everything right, but we want to make it better. But the point is these guys that are running the ship they're not making it better. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the problem, man. It's kind of so. what people like us do anyway, just on such a small scale. Like you get, like you created your own skit group, so people can watch yeah. things that are entertaining and good, and that that have some sort of message behind it, rather than just like doing nothing. A lot of people, a lot of I find a lot of people know that nothing can change or nothing can be done, but then they don't do anything. Whereas no, no, you have to still do something for yeah. yourself or your own uh, uh, habitat or your community or your family or whatever it is, make you being on the earth should make the world better because you're here. Yeah. That's it. That's right? beautiful. Yeah. So whether you do it between you and your, 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 uh, your boyfriend, girlfriend, or whether you do it with your, your family or with your school friends or with your work friends or however you do what you do, Make it better because you're there. If you go to, a, if I get invited to a party, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go because I know I'm going to make that party better because I'm in it. It's like when I get cast in something, 
I'm yeah. going, if they cast me in this play or this film, it's going to be better because I'm in it. Yeah. Right? Because I'm going to bring it, man. I'm going to bring the goods, you know? Yeah. I remember. Uh, what's it? Uh, the Breaking Bad actor, what's his name? Um, uh, the the lead guy. Um, yeah, and uh, crit something. I don't remember. <laughs> we should know it's. Why is Malcolm it the gone out of both of our minds? Huh? Malcolm in the Middle's da. That guy. Brian? Is it a Brian? Brian Cranston, right? Yeah. He said. Uh, he said, you know the way he changed his acting uh uh career he happened upon he said he goes you'd always go to the casting where you get a call and it goes we want to see you for this thing liam and you go okay so then you're under pressure and then you're like oh they want to see me that means they're gonna then 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 you suddenly go you create all these you you uh you have this hypothetical projection of all of this ideas right a fantasy right where you go well if i get this right and well none of that's been actualized right because you haven't got it but you're now acting in according to trying to get it to get these ideal fantasies that you've just projected right into a fake future or an unreal future right because you haven't got the job yet because you haven't even been to the meeting because you haven't even read the script yet right but you've already gone that fast forward yeah and in that and in the reaction to that then doing the work reading the script learning it you go in with a desperation and a neediness mm-hmm. because you have this fantasy that you're trying to capture, right? But that's all wrong because you're looking at getting that work in order to attain something else. So yeah. you're never present at the actual job mm-hmm. itself because it's not about you doing the job. It's about you getting something from the job. So what you want to do is Brian Cranston was saying, he goes, so he started looking at it like he'd get a script or, <clears throat> excuse me, he'd get a casting thing. And he said, well, what can I bring to this project? What can I bring to the table for this company, for these people, for this film, for this TV thing? How is me being involved in this going to enhance it, going to make it better? And when he started looking at it, rather than I need this, because he went, well, I'm an actor. I've got a CV. I've been around. I've worked. I may not be the most famous guy. This is pre-breaking Brett. Pre-pre-breaking bad. But but you know he he'd been around, done the work, and he went. So he looked at it as as an artist, as a, as an equal. Going well, they're creatives who've created something. They're interested in me. Am I interested in them? Not just ooh, I've got a call for a casting. I wanted to get the job. Yeah, I've turned down stuff where I've gone. The agents gone. They want you for this. I goes, not interested. Why not? Well, you know, whatever for whatever reason, I don't want to play another shopkeeper, or you know, uh, I don't, I don't want to promote gambling ads or whatever it is, you know. But I, I just, no, nah, you know what I mean. So, um, so you can turn stuff down and and have the integrity to turn stuff down. Have the faith that the other stuff will come along, man. But don't. So 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 with that, you you have some. Uh, some, you know, some stance, man, some metal in you that says, well, you know what? I'm not desperate. I'm, if you introduce me to five girls and the first one said yes, am I immediately going to go, yeah, okay, great, let's get married. You know what I mean? I'm going to be like, yeah. well, okay, that's nice. Well, let's arrange a date. I've got a, four other girls that Liam's hooking <laughs> me up with and I'm going to see, you know what I mean? And maybe yeah. the one that I want doesn't want me. So what am I going to do? Force her to want me? That's not going to work out for either of us. So you don't... 
you know, so this forcing, this desperation, this neediness, this kind of these things that we 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 impose on ourselves or we generate out of our uh, our projected fantasies, man. Quash all of that, man. Stop all of that, right? And just be real. Uh, our friend Sam, our mutual friend Sam, said to me, he "Goes always be present. If you're present, you can deal with anything that's happening, all right? Yeah. Whether it's a fucking heartbreak or a being fired or someone surprised you or there's an earthquake." You can deal with it because you're present. But if you're thinking about the past or the future, those are always tied with emotional states. Because in the past, you think about, oh, that was a good time. I wish things were like that again. Or I really miss that person. Or in the future, going, well, I hope this happens. And one day, if I can do that, then I'll do that. And But they're both tied with an emotional state, which takes you out of your present state. Yeah. And then suddenly, you're thinking about the past, and then you get knocked over by a car. You can't deal with it, and you die. Or you're thinking about the future and then you get a phone call and your girl breaks your heart and you go, what, huh? What, what are you talking about? But I just had this future where we were, nah, it's gone, mate. Be present. Just be as present as possible and you can deal with anything. You know what I mean? So, um, so I digress, but that, it's that. It's bring to the table your own worth to the party, to the dinner invite, to the, to the, the, the weekend football match, whatever you're doing. You know, you're going to something. Someone's asked you to go to something, invited you to something, or you want to go somewhere. Even if you bought tickets to go somewhere, go there and make it better, man, because you're yeah. there. You're here on this planet, man. None of us knew we were going to be here. None of us knew we were going to be here. None of us chose to be here, and we don't know when we're going to leave here, right? We all know, but we're going to leave some point. We don't know when. So whilst we're here, why not make it better, right? Yeah. Stop doing this. Make it this, man. You know, That's make where it better. The... Make the whole thing everything man just make it as good as you can and 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 if you find others to do that with then you have a whole network you have allies like we know each other you know what i mean so i know you're out there making things better or being positive or trying to you know implement some ideas to, to towards that within people i'm trying to do the same and you you know don't go out there and be a dickhead basically man so between the arrival of you on earth and leaving earth the bit in the middle don't be an asshole don't be a dickhead right just be fucking you know, be someone I want to hang out with, man, that Liam yeah. wants to hang out with. You know what I mean? That we'd invite to one of our parties, man. Because look at my backdrop. Look at his. We have fucking parties, man. You know what <laughs> I mean? We're not guys that don't know how to party. You know what I mean? Like, shit, man. So. Yeah, I love that, that idea. That's, 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 that's what I would say as my sort of, you know, mantra or my, my word to, the, uh, to those that might want to go what's this guy talking about <laughs> is he a comedian an actor or a philosopher oh what the hell i, I think you're so creative in your in your mind that you get to the point where you have to be like all of the best people like if i use bruce lee as an example he was just bruce a martial lee. artist and then a philosopher yeah. because yeah. when you start to live your life for yourself and you know who you are you start to realize about being present about yeah just making yeah. things better like like i i remember being with uh one of my exes and we, we were going to a party and she she checked my pockets before I went. And she's like, why have you a deck of cards with? I know. She's like, why have you a deck of cards? And I'm like, I carry cards everywhere because. I, got, I gave some... him to Neil. He's working <laughs> on an act. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, someone will ask me what I do. Or someone will know from social yeah. media or something that I do magic. Yeah. And whenever they say to me, can you do magic for me now? I want to be able to blow their mind like. Yeah. More than. I don't want to just go, I can do a wee thing. And I don't want yeah, to be yeah, there. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I just switched oh, Here's a card on. trick that every other magician at a party's done. 
No, yeah. no, I'm going to do one where they're, what's that? Hey, how did that get it? That's not even your card, is it? No, because your card is in my girlfriend's purse, which I haven't even seen because she just bought it from uh, from Chanel. And uh, it's just, what? How does he, what? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, Blow that's, their sorry. mind. Blow their mind, man. Hey, people, yeah. this is what Liam and I are saying. Go out there in the world and blow their mind, right? Just blow people's mind by your, your everything that you need, right? And this testing time that we've been put through where they've taken everything from us, taken our work, taken our livelihood, taken our social life, taken our intimacy with people, our family, our love, all of that, all traveling, all of that, right? Take the, 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 the going out to the movie, every, everything. They've yeah. stripped all that away and gone, now now live, right? And this is it, man. This is where you just get dig into yourself and make yourself that awesomeness and go out there and bring your worth, man, and just be like, you know what? Blow their minds. Yo, you know what? I don't have all the things that I've had for my whole life that I've invested in, that I've built, that I've had this foundation, this crutch, and this safety net to exist on, right? Now they've, the, the world's taken that away from many of us, millions of us. So what am I worth? Well, I'll tell you. This, and you, bam, you know, you go out there and you bring it, man. Yeah. I love Blow that. their minds. That's Brilliant. it, man. I think that's I've, good... I've lost so many things in this time, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just went, okay, what is this? This is a test of going, well, what are you worth? Are you worth, do I only exist? Am I only as good because I get the laughter from an audience night after night? Is that what makes me feel good? What if you, now you don't have that laughter night after night? Do you still feel good? No. Well, what's that? Why not? Why not? What, what's wrong yeah. with you? And it's that, and you know what I mean? Like discovering... Can you exist without those things that you had? Yeah. yeah I, I traveled to over 45 countries in 10 years. And I haven't traveled since March, since I got back from tour. And I miss it. I miss it a lot. But yeah. does it define who I am? No. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. so, so don't let what they've taken away from us be the things that defined you. Because you're more than that. You know? Yeah. It's like a, you a have lot of to our... Be. You have to be, man. We're all made of stardust, dude. Right? You got to be more than, you know, oh, I can't go and support my football team or uh, whatever it is. I don't know what the hell people do out there in the world. <laughs> a lot of people hid behind their things, their stuff, yes, yes, what they yes, did, whereas it. now we're exposed and we're left like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, like we're, we're left now, like people would say to me, but you're not much <clears throat> has changed for you, has it? And I'd be like, what do you mean? I used to stand in front of hundreds if not thousands of people like yeah. the biggest crowd i ever stood in front of was a hundred thousand people in trafalgar square so wow. like you're used to feeding off like yeah. madness or just going well, and... we're social creatures man the, yeah. the energy dynamic has to be that yeah as soon as so, you're isolated and divided they, they've they've cut off our energy thread to each other yeah. right so we so we lose that thing of going i'm a bit low today but liam's here so i can bounce off him and get charged up but you're yeah. not here because you know what I mean? Everyone's isolated. So you lose that. And that's, that's why. The, so it's a huge impact on, uh, on mental health, man. Even people that weren't already having challenges with mental health are now discovering that, God, this is hemorrhaging them, yeah. uh, them mentally. You know what I mean? And that, that, that's a really uh, serious matter that is not ever highlighted on the news or, or even given yeah. a, a side column man to say hey listen look we know that we're in lockdown you two 
where the streets have no name, you know, <laughs> like, you know, and, uh, and, and, but, and things will be hard again, but be mindful of these things, do these things. And let's, they don't, you know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they don't say have this in your diet because this will help boost your immune system. Right. And they could have yeah. been telling us that. So you got to go on these little sites and look for things and look for practitioners and people that have invested time and years in learning about what foods do what for your body and all of this stuff, you know? And if you don't know, you don't know, man, you're still ordering McDonald's and delivery or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go, what the hell, man? You know, yeah. so it is mad. I, I just love the idea that you're saying like, like now is a good opportunity to find out who you are and what defines you and what you actually like, how do you want to live whenever this opens up? Who are you going yeah. to be and how are you going to live? Yeah. Like what's, yeah. what's your plan? It's like you when know? you go, when you go to a new country and you know, you're going to be there for a couple of weeks or a month or whatever you go. I've never been here. No one here has ever met me. I can be anybody. And I do that every time I'm going to a new country that I've never been to, where I go, they don't know who I am. I could be anyone. But you be, let, who do I want to be? I want to be this version of myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you can do it I'm both ways. You can me. do it. You can do it spiritually and metaphorically. You can be anyone. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Yeah. Yeah. But also, if you wanted, you literally could be anyone. Yeah, yeah, an asshole. Yeah, but you I, could, yeah, you yeah. could be Doc Cotton. You could be like anybody. I, I did. I, I was at a house party where uh, I got talking to someone and they went, so where are you from? And I was like, yeah, I'm from New York, you know, and I had them going for four hours that I was from New York and, I, and I'd been to New York and I'd spent time in New York. So I knew New York, but they also knew New York. And uh, I was like, oh, I didn't go up. And they were like, you know, on the Upper East Side, I guess oh, I didn't go up there so much, you know, Brooklyn, you know, when you stay in Brooklyn, you, you nobody leaves Brooklyn, everybody comes to Brooklyn, you know. <laughs> What am I going to leave Brooklyn for? You know what I mean? Like, ah, so where were you? I was in the Heights, you know, Cabin Plaza, da da da. Name dropping all of this stuff, telling stories about things and that. And these these people were like this. There was a couple, and they were going, "Fuck, that's great, man." They go, "So you were here?" I goes, "Yeah, you know, I'm just kind of like, I don't know, you know, just figuring it out, you know, just on the road, you know, the whole life's like a. I mean, for some it's a books, for some it's a, it's a river, for me it's a road, you know. And I just uh, meet people like you along the way, you know, I, you know, so. And figure it out, you know, I'll probably write about it, make a film about it one day. Dude. I'm just rambling on. And I'm just having <laughs> such a ball playing, improvising as this character. Genuinely. And then one of the, the cup, the guy from the couple, he goes to the, he goes to the kitchen to get a drink with my friend whose house it is, whose party it is. He's <laughs> in there and he goes, uh, Hey, Tom, he goes, your friend from New York, he goes, he's the most fascinating guy I've ever met. He goes, my girlfriend, we've been sat there with him for a few hours, just hearing his stories. He goes, what friend from New York? He goes, you know, that guy, Anil. He goes, Anil's from Northwest London. He goes, what are you doing for? And then the guy comes, I goes, so were you from Northwest London? He goes, yeah, sorry, man. I was just having a laugh. And he, went, he goes, oh my God. He goes, you actually are English because he heard me speaking my accent. And he was just, his mind blown, you know? And he goes, why did you do that? I went, I don't know. I'd never done it before. And, and you, you guys are so enamored with me when I did an American accent. I didn't want to drop it. And then you disliked me because I was from Northwest London. You know what I mean? So I had like a insecurity, you know, sort of complex there about going, no, please like me. But that's, you know, this was years ago. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, man, be who you want to be. Listen, unless they have another world war or uh, another pandemic in a decade or five decades time or something there is not going to be an opportunity like we're having this year in 2020 yeah. which allows us as a species as an individual uh to go into yourself to learn 
and to figure out and to to iron out the shit the the knots that you have in you that have been in you since you were who knows when right and you can go in and you can un untie those knots man and go what's is that from when i had that accident when i was 14 oh no that's from when i was 21 and then i got uh, in that fight with that guy and then i got stabbed and he got stabbed and then i got arrested and he didn't and and is it from that? And, you know, whatever it was, man, none of those things have happened to me, by the way. But um, but it's just, you know, find in your life where those knots are. Because they're in your, they're not in your head in the way that, they're. I mean, they're in your head, but they're also in your, in your body, right? Now, you're very body aware, you know, and I have to be body aware from the acting work and stuff that I do. So, you know, sometimes you get a twinge in your, in your wrist or in your, in a, like in your rib or in your shoulder or something. You go, what the hell is that about? And it pops up now and then. Why? Why does yeah. it do that? Well, as people say, oh, I'm getting old. It's getting old, isn't it? Is it? Is it? Is it your diet? Is it that you've got some, some wounds in there, emotional wounds that have found a place to stay in your body that haven't yeah. come out because you haven't released them? But now, this lockdown, this pandemic, this time, this year, is the time to get in there, man. And don't be afraid because there's nothing wrong. It's all in there, man. It's, we've all got, it's like soup, you know? It's just full of everything, man. And find it, you know, and embrace it, understand it, learn it, kick it out, quash it, dissolve it, absorb it, ingest yeah. it, throw it up, whatever you have to do with it, just face it so that when you come out of this, it's like a, it's like a spiritual, conscious, internal cleansing of yourself, man. So when you come out, you're fresher, you're lighter, you're, you're stronger. I promise you, you'll be stronger. From, yeah, fe from for, in my experience, fear comes from a lack of understanding. Absolutely. People are afraid of the dark because they don't understand. Hundred percent. They're afraid yeah. of looking at themselves because they don't understand what to do or what they might find. So right, yeah. Fear of spiders because you don't know how they're going to move because they're yeah. unpredictable in their movement. Fear of uh, communism. Right back in the day when the when oh, the Reds are coming, you know, in America they were like oh the, the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming. Where, where are they going to park, man? In downtown Manhattan they can't. You know what? Are you, the tanks are rolling in there. Are you kidding me? You know. And like the Vietnam, going to Vietnam War. What was that? Well, we, we don't know what they are. Let's go and yeah. kill them. What are you talking about? You don't understand them. You know, yeah. the Middle East, let's go. They got weapons of mass destruction. Do they? Do they? Right? You know, what be you, you want to go and kill innocent people that you've never met. These are human beings, right? Like your neighbors, like your people that you work with, like that job uh, interview you're going for next week where you've never met the guy. But suddenly, someone wants to go and just kill them. You know what I mean? What the? the yeah. And they're the <laughs> Madness, same people that, man. They're the same people that wouldn't look at themselves to better themselves and improve themselves. You're right. I'm very, I'm very conscious of your time. I just realized how long we've been talking. I've been loving the conversation. I don't know how long we've been so, talking, man. How long have we been talking? About an hour and 10 minutes, roughly. So, <clears throat> well, it's uh, your podcast. How long is your podcast show? I, I, I aim for anywhere around an hour. An hour depends. Uh, right. But... Like, because it's not an interview-esque podcast, I yeah, end up no. just getting sucked into the conversation. And then I go, oh, I've been talking for a long time. Uh, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I... <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna to round it up. Um, and okay. then, like, because we could end up talking for hours, so. We can, man, but, you know, look, we can do another episode in a later I, date. Like I was, I was sort of pushing for you to say it, so I didn't have to say it, but that sounds like a good idea. Uh, that's, I, I just did a podcast earlier uh today uh if uh if comedians rule the world and we were we did an hour exactly and he wanted 45 minutes per episode 
And he said, he goes, but he goes, look, man, it was happening. It was, he goes, it was great. He said, let's, yeah. uh, he said, look, you know, if we want to do more, I said, I'll just come on another show later on in a later date, man. Like, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a podcast. It's not like this is television. It's transmitted. These are the six shows we're doing this season. Yeah. And it's like, we, this is the, you know, it's like, Hey, you're doing a podcast. Well, just drop in. You know, like <laughs> it's yeah. easy enough. You know what I mean? It's like, how long did it take us to set up? Like 10 minutes? Yeah. You know? So, so gonna, no, it's great, Liam, man. Um, I'm ask you a I'll let you do more of the talking next time, though. But then, no, I don't know, I'm the guest, so I feel like I, the audience want to... The audience want the guest. Say, I'm just there to facilitate and direct you okay. and ask things that... But again, the thing is, I'm it's things that I'm interested in, so I yeah. just like directing people towards that. Like, yeah. my final question is always, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Like, that's because I love superheroes, and I just want to know what other people's... So if you had a superpower, yeah. what would it be? I, I I always used to ask myself that and then and then I realized that my superpower is that I can do what I do as a impressionist. It's my if I was if I had a name as a as a as an X-Men or something, I'd be the chameleon because I can become anybody, you know, um to a point, I guess, you know. Uh, uh well people that I like I can become. People I don't like, it's a lot harder because I I'm very empathic as a person, and so if I yeah. like you it's easier for me to, to kind of become uh, uh, that than, than if I don't like you because then everything in my body is rejecting going, no, yeah. why? And also, I don't want to promote people I don't like. You know, people go, do you do, do a Donald Trump? I go, this guy needs more promotion. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? I'm like, I don't, yeah. don't. And then my body feels weird for having done something that it detests. It feels, yeah. you know what I mean? Like an ugly, like, it's like the, the body knows, man. The body's intelligence. Yeah. Is supreme man um who who do you like who's your favorite who's your favorite uh, voice to do your impression it changes uh it changes you know um when i was five it would have been like um kermit the frog because i could only do kermit the frog you know <laughs> but 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 you know now i'm 38 plus <clears throat> i um it changes uh recently who have i been doing recently i've kind of been playing between uh bill cosby uh matthew mcconaughey eddie murphy and brad pitt a fair amount in the last couple of weeks the tiger king guy that guy did you see that that tiger yeah. king show so i did a little thing you've seen that yeah i did yeah. a little sort of uh, uh mini series thing on igtv i'll pop that up on my youtube i'm gonna do a few more episodes though where I kind of did like a Tiger King thing. And it's like, well, you know how things are. What the hell is this little doll doing here? Like a mini me? Oh man, so cute. Things like that. But there's certain characters that I like doing or people that I like impersonating because it brings out a side of me that makes me laugh and that entertains right. me because I'm so bored of me as me, right? Because I've been me for, you know. So when I'm years. being someone else, then I get a lot of joy in this in this vessel that I live in. You know what I mean? So it's like, a, you know, I can walk around the house just being, I don't know, like uh, Jack Nicholson or, you know, just be like, uh, I can just be like Matthew McConaughey, man, and everything's all right, all right, man. Yes, it's all good. So the thing is, don't stress about anything. I mean, look at these. You see these stress lines? I haven't even had Botox, man. All right, I'm just laid back it's all good and sometimes when i adopt the matthew mcconaughey it 
makes me feel more relaxed and calm. It just levels off the, you know, that extra buzz, that little spiky energy. You know, you just go, hey, hey, hey. Just take your time, man. You know what I mean? That's brilliant. But I, it's that. And so, and so I, so that I have access to these personas of these people that I've never met, <laughs> but yet I feel I am them when I'm doing it has helped me to manage um, myself and, and, yeah. and uh, my life and my uh, flow, man, my flow through it, you know? Um, so it, if I meet them and I have met some of them, uh, I'm always grateful and appreciative and thankful to them. They think I'm talking about the work that they've put out. And I go, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for all your work. And they go, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and you go, yeah, you don't know. They don't know what they've given me. Yeah. Until they come and see me on stage and see what I'm doing and talking about. And they'll go, wow. Like, you know, that's what I mean. Like, they're all in my show. Yeah. You know, like, like that's, There's... and now they're all in my house. So I'm doing a series. So, okay, I'll give you a little. So the series I'm 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 currently uh, inspired by the idea of is uh, it's called uh, House of Impressions, and it's basically because I live on my own in a converted warehouse uh, building, and uh, it's where all of my impressions live with me in my house, and so every day I'm just trying to do my life, but they're all in the way and they're all you know actors with egos and celebrities with needs and stuff, and I'm just they're like. Hey, Anil, there was cheese in the fridge. It's not there no more. Hey, man, that's because I made a mac and cheese, man. I made a mac and cheese for you also. You can have that. McConaughey, use my cheese in your macaroni. Good idea. Yeah, I put some jalapenos in there. Yeah, I love jalapenos. They're the best, the best. All right, Anil, I'm going to make some soup later. Can you get to the store for me? Why do I have to go to the store? Because there's a virus out there, and I might die if I go outside. I'm too old to go outside. What are you talking about, Morgan? Just go. You can go to the shops. Just wear a mask. I'm too old to wear a mask. Okay, I'll go to the shop. Anyone else need anything? Hey, yo, Neil, come on. You got to go jogging. You got to do... Come on. You got 10,000 steps. You haven't done 5,000 steps. Come on. We got to get out there. Come on. You get the punch the bags. You get the pussy. You get the pump it. Guys, I'm not doing the gym right now. I'm going to Morgan Freeman's shop to get, get him some stuff for a soup. And then uh, we're having dinner and we can do training tomorrow. You know, and it's just basically I'm surrounded by all of yeah. my voices, my impressions in my house, and and so I'm gonna I've got to work out how to film it during lockdown. But I'll, I'll make like a little uh, web uh, online series of that. Uh, so that's I already of, that's, love it. That's that's to come. And <laughs> if you're watching this in six months' time, and that's not out yet, then then I got distracted by something else. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and who could blame me? You know, I'm like 500 people in one. So that 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 wee bit you did just reminded me. There's a, a clip I love of you talking about whenever you were heckled. Oh yeah, yeah. I I'll 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 make sure to link it below. But like, is that the one what, at the at the at the comedy store? I it think it's at the comedy with store. Eddie Murphy and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, where where where's the where's the uh which is it the clip at the comedy store and in, in... think it is the comedy store yeah 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 it's when i got heckled by a guy when i was in the middle of doing an eddie murphy impression and he said that all black people sound the same 
And it was really weird to hear someone say that in this time. It wasn't this year, it was a couple of years back. But to hear someone say that alone in the 21st century, I was like, what? And also a white guy saying that and saying that in the melting pot of Soho in central London, which is where it happened. Uh, and uh, I thought, what do I... And also the show was going great. Everyone yeah. else had been on before. It was great. I was doing great. And just for some reason, you know, this guy just went that. But it gave me, uh, it gave me uh, a, a signature routine, I guess, came out of it. Was that I, I, I retorted to him from the Eddie Murphy. I, I, I remained on stage as Eddie Murphy rather than becoming Anil the comedian. Whereas if I just did stand-up and he heckled me, I would have then continued being Anil and gone, yeah, well, your mother, but I'm just giving something back. Yeah, but because I was being Eddie Murphy, and he said what he said, I stayed as Eddie Murphy, and then I I slammed him as Eddie Murphy, and then every black persona, actor, whoever that I could impersonate or have impersonated at some point in my life, jumped out of me, and and just uh, just slammed, smashed this guy down. So when like Mr. T and Nelson Mandela and Samuel L. Jackson and. Uh, uh, Chris Rock and uh, yeah, just one after another, man. Denzel comes out and just smashes this guy down. And I didn't know what I wasn't in control of that at all. I, I, I don't believe I was. I believe what happened was that I was affronted by something racial for the first time, but also uh, racial in a, in, a, in a bigger sense of, you know, uh, of, of the of the politic. Also, I'm in I'm in control of, and I'm powerful right now on stage because I'm being solid. I've got 150 people loving what I'm doing. I'm doing Eddie Murphy, which they're loving. One guy feels he can throw a spanner at me at this point. You know, brave guy. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then what happened happened. In, I'm very organic as a person, very empathic, organic, natural in that unfolding. And they would just, they, the guys, like I said, you can say a name and all the impression will just jump out. They're always there. They're ready. You know what I mean? And these guys just jumped out without me thinking who or what or when or how I was doing what I was doing. And I did it. And I got a standing ovation. Everyone stood up. That guy sat down, became so miniature, smaller than this guy. <laughs> and uh, he was like this guy, but really, he was like, he was like, he became, he was this big, right? And then he became this small by the end of that. When I slammed him, he was that small. Yeah. Right, that you still see him, right? That small. And I went off stage, and the MC was Neil Henry, magician. You know Neil Henry? Yeah. And he, a uh, very good friend of mine, and he wrapped up the show, came backstage, he goes, Mate, that was amazing. When did you come up with that? And I went, <laughs> Just then on the spot, like I got heckled, and that, he goes, You got, they may go, that, that, he goes, You have to write that down. And I said, well, I don't remember exactly what happened. He said, well, you did this. And then you did it. I goes, oh, yeah. And then I said this. And then we, we wrote it out. And I went, he goes, he goes, that you have to do again. And, but that was, that was a reaction, a spontaneous reaction in a confrontational situation between a, a heckler and a comedian. You don't turn that into a bit. <laughs> but I turned it into a bit. And then it yeah. became my sort of signature bit, uh, which... Uh, yeah, I'm very, and and if I ever met that heckler, I'd say, hey, you know, remember that time when you go be like, yeah, I'm really, he'd be like, <laughs> maybe he wouldn't be a small, maybe he's grown grown a bit, man. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I just wanted to say thanks. What for? Well, mate, you you know you made you gave me gold dust. Yeah, you know? that's brilliant. I'll yeah. link it in the bottom as well. Yeah, uh, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna round it up. So where do people find you? Where's the best place for people to follow? And so I live you? in North London, next to Hornsey <laughs> train station. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any single ladies, <clears throat> I'm a good cook and a good dancer. And you know what they say about good dancers? If they dance good, you know they're gonna. And you can uh, tear up the dance floor in bed. Um, I think if if you're on the lady hunt, you need to be looking at a Tom Hardy. That's you need to get a Tom Hardy going. What? Wear a mask. This is Tom, okay. Here's my impression of Tom Hardy in uh, in in Dark Knight Rises. Hi, I sound like a Mexican Sean Connery. Ah, okay. Here's my impression of. Uh, Tom Hardy in uh, Mad Max. You girls sure you want to go in the right way or the wrong way? Here's my impression of Tom Hardy in uh, uh, Dunkirk. Yeah, well, I'm going to say all the guys are on the beach are going to say I to play. Hey, Tom Hardy, how about you don't wear a mask for a role that you play, huh? How come you've always... Here's Tom Hardy in Venom. Like, what the hell's going on? Why is Tom Hardy covering his face? Is he so ashamed? Uh, Tom Hardy, yeah, he's a good actor, you know. Uh, if I what girls don't fancy Brad Pitt, Tom, or, or uh, Matthew McConaughey anymore, or, or just, um, just seems to be Tom Hardy seems to be everywhere. But I do find it really? weird that they either they cover his face or like in Venom they made him use a weird, terrible accent when he did get to even speak. in the the Revenant man he's got like a scarf and a beard and he's kind of covered up and he's he's kind of like and you're going. What? I know he, I know what he's doing. I know he's trying to play characters that are that looks makes it look like he's a good actor, you know. But he's just a face mask wearing cover actor. <laughs> prepping you know, punch, for twenty twenty this whole time. You saw me say that. <laughs> you what? He was prepping for twenty twenty this whole time. Yeah, that's it, right? That's it, man. Prepping for twenty twenty. So, so where do people find you? Where do people? Where's the best list of? For people to follow and find yeah you. okay so on social media uh i'm i've got the same handle for my facebook twitter and instagram which is at anil desai comic and um you can message me there or follow me um i'll be posting more stuff up i've been busy the last few weeks so i've not really been on social media so much but when i am that's because i'm working on stuff to put up on social media and when so once that's you know once that's rolling then it's you'll be fine but yeah, come and say hi, man. Whatever, if you enjoyed the podcast, you know. Liam, thanks so much for having me. It's been great. And uh, thanks, been uh, really enjoyed hanging out and Very sharing my, getting getting a load off my chest, man. That's what you're good <laughs> yeah. for. Because you're always calm and tranquil. You're like, that's great, Neil. But like, here's uh, another thing that I really think about is, um, you know, and you're always doing that. And we're on this like, bah, 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 you know, and you'll always come back to, yeah, that, that was really interesting. So uh, another question that I have is, you know, but it's great. So um, so thanks for having me, man. You're very welcome. Thank you again. I loved it. Uh, and everyone who jumped on, thank you very much. And I will speak to you again on the next podcast. Yeah.